0: Good evening, Creeps. Tonight your mystery playhouse presents Miss Leslie Woods in An Inner Sanctum Mystery. The title A Ghost in the Garden. Now we're at your door, Mr. Host, so open it, won't you? Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host, inviting you in through the squeaking door. Come on in. Come in, join our happy little community. And if you're not very careful, maybe you can stay. (laughs) It's happened to some of our nicest people, and believe me, they've never regretted it. As they always say, it's a place to rest your bones. Remember, ours is the only community that has no taxes, no housing problems, no inflation, and no politicians. Of course, it might seem a little dead to you, but, uh, that's the idea, isn't it? <laughs> Suppose we get down to brass tacks. And I do mean the ones that go around the edge of a coffin. Huh? Oh, don't sneer. I've heard better jokes myself, but remember, he who laughs last, laughs best. And brother, when we in the inner sanctum laugh, we're laughing last. Meet Laura, a nice girl in her thirties who had an uncle and worried about it. It
1: was a pleasant life at Green Tower. It was pleasant being mistress of the huge time-worn house and the fertile acres that surrounded it. And the money that came in regularly. Always. It was pleasant being married to Tony, who was very handsome and very gay, and who, they said, had married me for my money. Well, perhaps he had, but he was fond of me anyway. I'm sure he was, even though he was younger than I. But only a very little younger. It was a pleasant life. Until Uncle Edward came home. Tony had gone out to the village, I think, to pick up something or other. I was alone. Tony, the door is open, darling. You know I never lock it. Do you have a nice time buying things, Tony.
2: And who, my dear oh. daughter? Is Tony? Oh, Uncle Edward. Yes, but well, I haven't returned from the grave, my sweet.
1: I didn't think you had. Hello, Uncle.
2: That welcome could very easily be warmer and still not be overwhelming. I've been away a long time. And for a change, Green Tower seems attractive. Does it? Which is rather a pity. What do you mean? Selling it.
1: You're not going to sell Green Tower?
2: Oh, yes. Because I need the money.
1: Uncle, you can't sell Green Tower.
2: Well, it's mine. Of course I can sell but... it. But... And uh, who is this Tony.
1: Tony is my husband.
2: Oh, really? Well, my congratulations. And I take it he thinks you own Green Towers? Yes. And thinks you have money as well? Yes. Uncle, I... I thought I I I saw someone in the garden.
1: Uncle, please.
2: Be still. It's so infernally dark out there, I can't see. Might be some burglar fellow.
1: He was standing with his back to the room, peering out into the garden. Uncle Edward, who had been away a long time and who had come back at last to shadow my life. He was not a very big man, my uncle. And when I came close to him, I realized that he was barely as tall as I. Uncle!
2: I can't make out a thing. Ghosted shadows. He
1: was looking out into the garden for an imaginary birdman while I stood behind him with the old French paper knife my mother had left me. I tried again.
2: Uncle, please. Now, it's no use, my dear. No use. Go away and stop bothering me.
1: He didn't even turn around when he said that to me, which made it quite easy when I...
2: <laughs>
1: the knife went in smoothly. Oh, oh, It kept on going into his back until I thought it would never stop. But the handle broke. Uncle Edward's body stiffened for a moment and leaned back intolerably against the knife. Lord. He groaned... Lord. And he fell. After a moment, I bent over it. He was very silent. As silent as the dark garden. As silent as death. My uncle had come home more than he knew He wasn't very heavy. And he didn't bleed at all, which was nice. As I dragged him through the French doors into the softness and darkness of the garden. I hurried because Tony would be coming home. The ground would be softest, I knew, under the rosebuds that I loved so. It was there that I dug a grave for Uncle. And it was there that I buried him under the lovely roses that would bloom again and again, not knowing or caring who lay beneath them. There was the sound of our car pulling up at the front door, but I was finished. Uncle was under the roses with a paper knife still in his back. And I... I was in the drawing room at the piano hall when my darling came in.
2: Oh, my love. Oh.
3: Oh, Tony, my dear. Mm. Mm. Anything exciting happened while I was away?
1: No, Tony? No. Nothing ever happens here. Nothing. Oh, it's pleasant having breakfast in the garden, isn't it, Tony?
3: Mm hmm. Except for, um, look.
1: Oh dear, Mr. Stokes.
3: Mm hmm. All went back.
2: Mm.
1: Well, he's a very nice old gentleman, but he does talk a lot and. Ah, good
2: morning, good morning, oh. good morning, oh. Mary. What a lovely sight you two make, charming. Thank
1: you, Mr. Stokes. Well, Laura, your roses are almost as lovely as you are. Uh-huh, they're much lovelier, you know
2: that. Uh-huh. And where is your uncle Edward this fine morning? My
1: uncle. Ed-
3: oh, Laurie. You upset your
1: coffee. Oh, yes, I did, didn't I? That was very careless of me. I, uh, well, Mr. Stokes, I, I suppose
3: Uncle Edward is still abroad. Oh, my dear, my, my dear, I saw him last night here. Here? Well, uh, uh, on his way here, at any rate. I was driving. It was quite late. I saw him coming down the road. Oh, it was wasn't
1: trying... Uncle Edward. No? No,
3: well, isn't that funny? Well, uh... I thought I could have recognized him anywhere. It wasn't Uncle Edward. Well, yes, of course. You know better than I, of course. Well, I must be
2: getting old. Eh? Well, uh, that reminds me. Mrs. Stokes will have my head if I don't hurry back home. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
3: Goodbye. Uh, well, goodbye. Uh, Who's uh, Uncle Edward, Laura?
1: My, my, my uncle.
3: I could have guessed
1: that. Oh yes, of course. I, I mean, my, 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 my mother's brother.
3: A poor relative.
1: Um. Why do you ask that?
3: Why, well, you seem so upset when Stokes mentioned his name.
1: Oh, well, uh, he is a bit. He, uh, he, he sponges.
3: I wouldn't have liked him.
1: No, no, I, I, I don't think you would. So, isn't it lucky
3: it wasn't Uncle Edward? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um that you, Tony?
3: Yeah, I'm going down the road to the carter. You want to come along? No, dear. i
1: better go through this mail.
3: Ah, good old mail. Lots of checks coming in, huh?
1: <laughs> Lots of
3: them, darling. Say,
1: <laughs> hey, Laura.
3: Yes? Well, why aren't you using your paper now? My
1: paper?
3: Oh, oh, it, it, uh, it needed cleaning, and I, I sent it away to have it cleaned. Oh, well, it was a pretty thing. Glad you haven't lost it. But I, I thought I noticed it around last night.
1: No, no, I sent it away a few days ago. Uh, when, when I went into town. Uh-huh. Well, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Um, until later. And please, Tony. Please forget about my paper knife. Please, Tony, forget about it.
3: Tell him his old pal trail is here and waiting. Oh,
1: well, I'm I'm afraid you've made a mistake.
3: What kind of mistake?
1: There's no Mr. Cheney here.
3: Okay, my girl. This is Green Towers, isn't yes. it? Yes. Your Laura? Yes? Then tell your Uncle Ed I'm here and waiting. Well, he isn't here. He got here sometime yesterday. He asked me to come here today. But I'm here.
1: Uh, I um I'm I'm terribly sorry, but uh, he he's away. He's abroad. He is not here.
3: Oh. me hmm. some Money?
1: Oh, he, he does.
3: Yes, 5000 uh, I see. I don't care whether I say him mm-hmm. or not. All I care about is the money. But I. I, I wait for him. Uh, well, you. You, you, you can't... told me he was coming here yesterday. Today hasn't
1: come. No, I wait. Oh, well, it, it, it might be very awkward. Um, um, suppose. Yeah? Suppose I gave you the money. It would be all right. Then you would go away. You wouldn't wait for Uncle Edward? I'd go away. All right, I, I think I'm, I may have it here. I, I always keep a, a quite a bit of cash around. No, Expenses, you know. I Yes, yes, I do have it. And uh here you are, Mr. Thrale. Thanks. Well, you didn't count the money. I trust you. Thank you.
3: You know, I like this part of the country. You? Yes. I've just changed my mind. What about? Going away? I'm getting on in years. Maybe I'll spend the rest of them here. You said you'd go away. I did, didn't I? That was before you gave me the money. Well, you you,
1: you can't be very long on that, I There'll be
3: more, won't there, Laura? Hmm? Then well, I'd better be running along. Find myself a nice place to live, near the village. But, Mr. You see, I know Uncle Edward did come here last night. And he didn't owe me any money. I was trying to get a job from him. Oh. But, uh, this way is even better. Hmm? Au
0: revoir.
1: Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no.
0: Ah, uh, gents, it's getting late. I'll be going to my new little gray home in the west, eh? <laughs> that is nice. Good night. Old man please will be back, though. Buy all the drinks you can stand.
3: Hey. See you. Good doc. What
1: you want? I said, what? Don't you
0: stand there looking at. Hey, that knife. Put it in the. No! Don't! Help. I got. Well, you're all here waiting, eh? What's the matter? you brave or something? Oh, you are. Then suppose you crawl out from under that sofa and listen to the tale of Laura, who planted her Uncle Edward under the rose bushes in the garden with her favorite paper knife in his back. A Mr. Thrale tried to blackmail her, but one dark night, Mr. Thrale lost interest in worldly matters, lying down in the street with a knife in his heart. The next morning at Green Towers. Good morning, Bob. Good morning,
1: darling. Got a breakfast already? I'm
0: too hungry to wait. Pull up a chair and go to work. All
1: right, I will. <gasps> What's the matter, love?
3: Nothing. You're a bit pale. I'm all right. I. Uh... Tony, who put those
1: roses on
3: the table? I did. They're blooming. I know how you love them. Oh, uh, well, thank you, darling. Say, uh, terrible thing in the papers this morning. Oh? What? man stabbed to death in the village really mm-hmm. stranger hereabouts he was at the village bar throwing a lot of money around walked out somebody evidently wanted the rest of his money so uh, he got a knife stuck into him oh how dreadful what was his name it was a funny name hard to remember oh yeah yeah and yeah, that's what it was
1: Laura, what's wrong? Oh, no, nothing, nothing. I, I I, do think, though, that those roses have given me a headache. Their odor's so strong.
3: Oh, that's a shame. Well, I'll get rid of them. Oh, will
1: you? Thank you. I'll I'll go and lie down for a while. Maybe my head will feel better. Yeah, you do then. Yes, I...
3: I may even be able to sleep again. Laura? Uh, yes, sir? Stop wondering about the room. Oh, I'm, uh...
1: I'm just a bit restless.
3: Got your uh, paper knife back from the cleaners yet?
1: Paper? Oh, no, no, not yet.
3: It's taken an awful long time, isn't it? Hope they haven't lost it.
1: I hope not. Tony. What? There are no roses in this room, are there? No. Well, then why is the odor of roses so strong?
3: Laura, I'm worried. Why? Because there is no odor of roses in this room. Good night, Tony, darling. Laura, are you sure you don't want me to stay with you tonight?
1: No. Run along to your own bedroom.
3: You're not looking well.
1: I'll be all right.
3: Well, yell if you want me. Good night.
1: Good night, Tony. Good night. I'll be all right, all right, if only the roses will go away. A heavy, sweet odor of roses always in my nostrils. The deadly, decaying odor of roses. I
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Now, there's nobody in the garden. Nobody at all. There's the plum tree, just as it always is. And the vegetable patch. And the lawn where we play croquet. And, 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 and there are the rose bushes, too. The rose bushes. And out of the rose bushes, a man is
2: standing up and it's
1: my uncle! No! 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 What did that doctor say? The the, the consultant
3: I me? I don't know. He's stopping by in a little while.
1: He seemed a very strange man.
3: A well, psychiatrist, often. I mean I knew he was a psychiatrist, darling.
1: Tony, do you think of I'm... course not. Because it's only that I smell roses when they're on. You're not I...
3: crazy, Laura, and for heaven's sake. That must be the doctor now. Now you'll be a good girl. I'll see him, and I'll be back very soon. You try to sleep? Yes, darling. But I couldn't sleep.
1: The odor of roses was so terribly strong. And I thought, well, perhaps if I got out of bed and and lay down on the floor where the fresh air and the air conditioning machine were strong, perhaps there I'd be more comfortable. But... And for a moment, I thought it was funny as I crawled about a bit... On the floor, on my hands and knees, until I found the place where the fresh air was supposed to come from. Then, then I began to laugh. And I laughed and I laughed. (laughs) That night I waited till he slept. And I went downstairs into the cellar to the air conditioning machine which kept the house so fresh, and there in front of the blower which drove the air through the pipes into my bedroom, I found a little bottle. It was a lovely little bottle with a crest on its little fat belly and the word Atter of Roses on it. Hmm. The bottle, you see, was open. And then I knew that I wasn't mad. And I also knew that the time had come for me to find my paper knife again. I'm awake, Tony.
3: Ah, brought to you your breakfast.
1: Thank you, darling. Um, put it down. I won't eat it just yet. All right. Hey, you
3: had a good night?
1: I had a wonderful night. Tony, I think I'm going to be
3: well again. Good.
1: Help me out of bed, darling, will you? Sure, all
3: right.
1: Just put your arms on me. All right. There, all right. I'm up. <sighs> oh, don't be in such a hurry to take your arms away, darling. Hold me
3: close. Oh, Lord. Whew.
1: Darling, I forgot to tell you.
3: What?
1: My paper knife came back. It It what? Yes, I have it now in my hand, the hand that's behind your back, Tony. Uh, yes, Tony, here is my paper knife. <clears throat> you can take <clears throat> your arms away from me now, Tony. <clears throat> it was Christmas, Uncle Edward, but I think you'll die anyway, Tony.
3: Yes. <clears throat> maybe, Doctor, maybe can Maybe... Oh, no, no, Doctor. Why?
1: I found the bottle Why? of perfume you placed in the air conditioner. That you were using to drive me mad.
2: <coughs> bad. Bad luck.
1: Very bad luck, darling. You saw me kill Uncle Edward, didn't you? You were the one in the garden, weren't you? I yeah, Saw you. And then when Thrale came, you knew about him and you killed him, didn't you? Of
3: course. Couldn't couldn't afford to have you give him money. <laughs> money. <coughs> it was going to, to be mine? Oh, Tony. Oh, Tony, didn't you
1: know it was yours anyway? Everything I had was yours. Why did you have to torture me and try to drive me crazy?
3: You would have cracked that. And the money would have gone to... Yes. Uncle Ed, I played it safe. But you didn't, Tony, did you? Play it safe.
1: Because now you're dying. And when you're dead, I'm going to bury you with Uncle Ezra, right in the garden under the rose bushes. I've already told everyone that you're going away, and you are. But not very far. Although it's far enough, isn't it, Tony?
3: You've won.
1: Thank you, darling.
3: And you've lost. Listen. Know what that is? It's an ambulance for you.
1: Why?
3: You're mad. Yesterday, two doctors signed a certificate <gasps> of lunacy. I authorized. I am not insane.
1: I can prove it. The odor of roses was a fake. I can show them the perfume. I can explain it to them. Then how
3: will you explain me or Uncle Edward? I. That's it, Lord. How will you
1: explain her? Tony! Hey. Tony! Tony! Wait! Wait! I to do? If I prove I'm sane, they'll hang me. And I don't want to be hanged. if I say nothing, they'll think I'm insane and they'll send me to the asylum, and I don't want to go to the asylum. And they won't go away! They, they won't go away.
0: That's the end of poor Laura, who was a handy girl with a paper knife, but who didn't do so well with her spring planting. Oh, and while I amble down to Green Towers to find out whether Laura's spending the winter in a padded cell or at the morgue, let me give you a bit of earnest advice. Never plant your uncle in the rose bushes if you're allergic to pollen. You might get a bad case of sleigh fever... (laughs) Inner Sanctum has been a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Voice of Information and Education.